not safe there either. In an interview in Kampala, Bishop Eduardo Kusala, a formerly peaceful Yambio, tells me that seven of his 22 parishes have become refuges for thousands, and in some places, tens of thousands. Father Jacinto Nangi, a priest from the village of Izo, shows me pictures of those who have been camping near his church. One shows a woman whose surgical bandages were ripped off by a group of marauding arrow boys during an attack on the parish in November, and another shows the two naked girls who were briefly kidnapped in the raid, though they were able to escape when the shooting started. A third shows the dead body of one of their attackers, says Father Nangi, who, according to his bishop, was threatened that night if he didn't get out of their way, we're going to nail you on that tree like Jesus. Like the abused who becomes the abuser, South Sudan's so-called leaders now copy the tactics of their former Sudanese oppressors. Salva Kiir, the country's cowboy president, whose troops now rape and kill, still proudly wears the cowboy hat that was a gift from George W. Bush, who worked intensely on the Sudan peace process. Kiir has said he looks forward to working with his new friend, Donald Trump. If there's to be any hope of saving the South Sudanese people from those who are running what's left of their country, the new U.S. president will have to be more engaged than Barack Obama, who said all the right words about genocide, but waited until it was too late to even push for an arms embargo. Many of the rest of us also have said more than once that we'd never stand by and let this happen again, yet we are. The world is busy with itself, says Bishop Kusala. But that is no excuse.